0: Betches Media presents
1: Ha ha, laugh, funny
0: Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast
1: We don't say that, but now we said it
0: With me, Dylan Hafer we
1: we'll going check me
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer And today it is just me It's a holiday Monday, so things are a little slow But I wanted to make sure Not to leave you all without an episode Because let's face it We are living in turbulent Bravo times, and there is still plenty to talk about, no matter what is happening on (laughs) the real world calendar. So skipping an episode these days, it's, you know, it's tough because there is just too much going on to be letting these days slide by. Today, the big update since I last sat down at the microphone is that we have a summer house trailer for season seven. (sighs) Okay, so Summer House is coming back on February 13th, and I have done a quick little peek at the calendar, you know, really going above and beyond here. So Real Housewives of New Jersey premieres Tuesday, February 7th. Vanderpump Rules premieres Wednesday, February 8th. Summer House premieres Monday, February 13th. So starting in February, in just a few short weeks, we're going to have Summer House on Monday nights, New Jersey on Tuesday nights, Vanderpump Rules on Wednesday nights, Potomac might still be finishing up on Sundays. I think we'll still have some episodes of Miami coming out on Thursdays. We've got to be getting close to an Orange County premiere date. (sighs) I mean, look, I'm never one to complain about having a depth of material to talk about, but Oh boy. I mean, these three big premieres within a span of less than a week. Does this make sense? Is this the right way to is this the right way to schedule things? I always wonder this because in the grand scheme of things, there are not that many different Bravo shows at the level of New Jersey Summer House, Vanderpump Rules. So to have them all, you know, clumped together less than a week apart, It feels like somebody got lazy with the scheduling. Like, New Jersey finished filming back in the summer. They could have had that premiering now. Or, you know, whenever. I don't know. I clearly don't make the calendar. But the Summer House trailer, it looks exciting. We have the much long-awaited, long-dreaded Danielle and Lindsay falling out is finally upon us. I mean, basically, from the trailer, it looks like it pretty much comes down to Danielle having questions about things with Carl and Lindsay, and Lindsay's in the love bubble. She doesn't want to hear it. And it looks like that is kind of gonna be the uh straw that breaks the camel's back between the two of them. Uh when they were at BravoCon, they were still not in a good place seemingly, so I think that's gonna be tough to watch this season. It looks like Kyle and Carl are having issues and Uh, You know, Kyle saying that Carl isn't committed to the business. We've got a few new people, so that's fun. We've got Samantha, Chris, Gabby. Uh, Corey is joining the show as a friend of. Andrea is still around as a friend of. Sadly, um, our, our... main man, Alex from last season has not made the cut into this next season. Um, and that of course is sarcasm. If you couldn't tell, not sarcasm in the sense he, he isn't on this season. Me being upset about it is sarcasm. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up, but Maya is back this season. I'm excited. I liked Maya a lot last season. She seemed fun when she was at BravoCon. I think she fit in well with the group and I'm excited to see kind of where everything goes this season. Having Vanderpump and Summer House back right around the same time, it it does feel like we're freshening things up around here. You know, Salt Lake has been a little bit of a drag at times this season. And I feel like we're going to have some some fresh exciting energy and I mean, I know I talked about Vanderpump rules the other day, but god, I'm so excited for that season. I know they've let us down before. I know I know we can't judge a book by its trailer, but there's a lot to look forward to. I feel that in my bones, and you know what? I don't want to be told otherwise. I don't. I can be cynical later, but about Vanderpump Rules, I'm feeling good. You know what I'm feeling less good about is Jen Shaw's Instagram story. If you haven't been on the gram the last few days, um, on Thursday evening she posted this photo of herself clearly getting hair and makeup done. It looks like she has a wind, like a Beyonce wind machine blowing her hair back. I mean, she looks gorgeous and it's really a glamor shot. If you will, the caption on the photo is dress rehearsal, dot, dot, dot. See you soon. (sighs) This fucking girl, she is going to prison in, by the time you listen to this, like 30 days. 30, 32 days a month, essentially. What is the goal here? I have to wonder, during the season that they were filming, aside from all of my personal feelings about Jen's whole deal, I understand that she felt like she was going to fight this and she wanted to, you know, keep being shaw amazing because she was, you know, hopefully going to keep this ball in the air but now it's like mama it's over i don't know if this is a dress rehearsal for a sit down with andy or some other media appearance or if she's just playing with us you know trying to keep her name in the conversation but you're going you're going away it's over. Like the the whole social media, like wink, wink, don't the gays love me. Like that whole game. It's like, I don't understand how you can have any energy to participate in that when you are about to go to prison for six years. She's not going to come out on the other side with like brand deals. I don't know. I uh, I am actually really torn on the idea of a sit-down with Andy at this point. Because while I like to have everyone's voice in the conversation, and I was disappointed to hear she wouldn't be at the reunion because that means that her voice isn't going to be heard in terms of cast conflict, not in terms of her legal shit. At this point, the sit-down with Andy, it just feels... Sort of like too little, too late, and also who cares? Because I don't think she's going to tell us any information that we don't already know or that we really want to know about her legal situation. She is probably going to do you know, the same thing she did in the season finale, where she pretends that she didn't know what was happening. And once she found out about all these people getting scammed, she was so horrified and isn't Stewart a piece of shit. Um, and then she was morally compelled to plead guilty because, wow, look at all the harm that's been caused that I didn't even know about. I think she's going to stick to that story because that's the story that she had in her sentencing hearing last week. And I don't really think Andy is going to get to the root of anything else that I care about. I don't think. I think not having the rest of the cast there is going to make it kind of a pointless conversation, because I don't. I don't care that much about what Jen has to say at this point. I would care more about the other people on the show having a chance to voice their disappointments or get answers about something but in terms of andy sitting down with her for an hour it's a little bit like the time for that has passed just go away just go stop with the instagram stories stop with the shami you know just
1: it's time
0: Ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live claret and clear use as directed moving right along let's talk about potomac while salt lake city has um you know gone out of its season with a whimper and the i believe the reunion starts next week so i don't i think we have a week off which might be a good thing (laughs) Take, take a little breather if jen's doing that sit down with andy i guess they have to edit it sometime um but potomac they're still in Mexico. They're still yelling and screaming. And I'm still loving it. I'm fascinated by the dynamics happening in this cast right now. We pick up where we left off at the night one dinner with Charisse and Karen still screaming at each other. Still screaming ostensibly about Karen's mom's funeral. This is, this is a really tricky subject. Because it's easy for Karen to be like, stop talking about my mother. And I think Robin points out in this episode, and I think this is accurate, that Karen is very good at finding ways to sort of wiggle her way out of uncomfortable situations and to make herself feel off limits. And I think Karen... I don't think... I know, Karen doesn't want the whole group to sort of pick apart what's happening with her and Sharice. So when this funeral situation comes up. This is a concrete situation where, you know, Karen is saying she felt like Sharice wasn't genuine because then she brought it up later on camera, years later on camera, which we'll get to. But Karen feels very strongly about this. But The way that Karen feels isn't necessarily rooted in the reality of the situation. I love Karen. I think Karen is hilarious. I think Karen is messy and iconic, but I don't always trust her version of events or her take on a situation to be the most grounded in what actually happened. You know, she's saying that at the time of her mom's funeral, she and Charisse weren't good friends. Charisse wasn't invited to the funeral I don't really know how that works like it's it's usually pretty public information where it's happening. She drove out of her way to get there whatever. to me if you go to someone's funeral, I'm gonna assume that it's a nice gesture until proven otherwise. So what Karen says is that her aunt Val said you can believe that Charisse being here was genuine as long as she doesn't bring it up on camera. And we find out that at Chris and Candace's anniversary party, which was the Denim and Diamonds, which I actually think we talked about just last week on this show, we have unseen footage of Sharice bringing it up to Karen on camera and saying, basically, none of these other women were there for you at that time. And I was, therefore, you know, I'm a good friend. And this is really interesting because, of course, this happened three years ago. We've never talked about it. So it feels a little bit like, uh, why are we bringing this up now? But then going back even further than that, when Karen says that her aunt's one kind of stipulation was as long as she doesn't bring it up on camera, it's it's a little bit of a puzzle now that it has come up on camera, apparently multiple times, one that we didn't see before. Karen saying Cherise is known in the community for trying to destroy families. I don't know about that. I don't. When they start hurling accusations about sleeping with married men and breaking up families and, you know, all of this stuff, uh, Cherise saying Karen went to rehab, all of that is just, it just feels like noise. It's like maybe I would like to know the details, but I don't feel like either of them are. Uh, the most reliable of narrators in that situation. So unless somebody else is going to do the work of figuring out this rehab story, it's like, I don't know. Cherie says it happened. Karen says it didn't. It seems like a weirdly specific thing to make up, but hey, stranger things have happened. I don't know. And then we're getting back into, we're getting back into the whole story of how this show got put together. And, you know, Charisse is the queen of Potomac and Karen should be glad that, you know, she was sitting at Charisse's table and people thought they were friends. So they recommended her for the show. I, with these two, it's like at a certain point we're seven, we're seven years into this grand experiment that is the Real Housewives of Potomac. I don't, particularly care who had who on what list and who recommended somebody else to a producer or a casting person. And then that person was called and which order they came in. Like that feels to me so irrelevant. You're both OG cast members of this show. Karen, I think because she's stayed on the show all seven seasons. At this point, it makes sense that she has a little more of a claim to the grand dame type of thing than Sharice is. But also, nobody is disputing Sharice's role in putting this cast together in the first place. So it just feels like, what are we actually arguing about? Because you're not actually really that much disputing the facts. It's more just that both of you want to be calling the other out on something. So it's like, okay, who's wrong about what? Oh, we don't really know. Or we don't really know if they even are wrong about something. You just want to yell. Okay. Uh, it's it's one of these fights where it's like, it, I'm entertained. It's not like I don't want to watch it. But I do feel like we're kind of just going in circles at a certain point. And if Karen and Sharice just don't want to be friends, I'm content to let them not be friends. They're like sixty years old. It's okay. <sighs> Candace brings up well, I, I merged those two dinners. Some of that is the next night, the the Potom the how the show was made stuff. It's all one it's all one conversation, as far as I'm concerned. Meanwhile Mia and Jacqueline are still going through their thing. Candace brings it up at the dinner the first night. Jacqueline says she and Mia will deal with it privately, which they do after the dinner. <laughs> Meanwhile, Candace, Ashley, and Wendy are dancing to drive back at the bar at the hotel, which chef's kiss, perfect. So Jacqueline calls Mia out for lying the day before. And Mia's like, what did I lie about? What was a lie? And Jacqueline says the, the opening her legs to married men comment. And Mia is like, bitch, please. That wasn't a lie. Don't tell me that's a lie because you know, it's not. And while I don't believe many of the words that come out of Mia's mouth, I do feel like this feels, (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this. It feels like Mia's telling the truth or That I mean, she knows something. That's the thing. With her and Jacqueline, clearly they know too much about each other. So I feel like if Mia wanted to say something damaging about Jacqueline, she clearly has enough information that she could say something damaging about Jacqueline that she knows for a fact. So in this specific case, it wouldn't make sense to me for Mia to be making things up like I don't know <sighs> Jacqueline says that their relationship is over says that Mia is the most disgusting human on the planet they're I mean their friendship is so fucking weird on one hand I believe that they're like done with each other but then on the other hand I'm like no there's no way they're gonna be you know, back with the flashlight taking a shower together in no time who who knows who cares honestly the next day they're doing sand yoga. Jacqueline says Mia has changed, and she's only focusing on making money and being a boss and opening different branches of the joint chiropractic um and karen now says she's confident that Charisse doesn't have good intentions um and Charisse is hoping that she doesn't end up in mexican jail we're all spirits are strong uh the vibes are good clearly going into the second day i feel for ashley ashley is like so excited about all of the activities on this trip and oh boy it's like pulling teeth nobody wanted to do the shaman She can only get like three of them to do the sand yoga, the Kundalini on the sand, which I get there in the sun, like get an umbrella or something, do it in the inside. I know like the idea of doing something like that on the beach is lovely, but like if it's 85 degrees and there's no one, not one ounce of shade, I don't actually love that. And I, I know I'm not like a summer person necessarily in general, but the idea of doing physical activity in the scorching sun on the beach, on camera, wearing a microphone while you're also like talking through your problems. No, I'd really rather, I'd really rather sit by the pool or even just inside. I'm sorry, Ashley. Ashley the cenote does look really cool. And she's telling us about how it's, you know, very spiritual and the Maya thought that it had magical powers and this going in the water and it's beautiful and look how clear it is. And she's going to jump right in and get all her good intentions. And these women spend at most like 2.5 seconds in the water. And they're not jumping in. They're like stepping down the ladder. Karen's not even taking off her big like cover-up shirt under the... Like most of them didn't even need to put on the life vests because they're not in the water at all. They're immediately like, where's lunch? Where do we go to eat the food? Okay, yeah, there's a lot of mosquitoes. Mm -mm, No, Karen's nose, she says, is swelling or something. Candace is miserable these girls like just do an activity, swim in the water for like five minutes. This is Ashley's birthday trip. Like you have to participate a little, you can't just like wander around and then sit down for dinner and fight and then go back to your room. You got to do the activities. This is this, it's the, it's the best worst part of going on somebody else's birthday trip. It's like some of the stuff you're going to have to do might not be what you want to do, but you're, You're there to be a ride or die. Ashley's had a tough year, you know? Just do it. At lunch, we uh, we finally get back to talking about my favorite, Deborah. Of course, Deborah is the Sesame Street character who Ashley invited to Karen's live show. And I think this is something that needed to be talked through, and I'm glad they do, because Ashley says that if she was in Candace's shoes, she would have wanted to meet the woman who was saying that something happened with Chris. And she says, you know, when the thing with Michael happened at the MGM, if if the woman had been available to meet, she absolutely would have wanted to hear her side of the story. And while I think that Ashley is telling the truth for her own personal experience, I think Candace makes a very good observation that Ashley sees relationships this way because the relationship she has been in for all these years was so toxic and had so many trust issues. And we know for a fact in multiple cases, Michael was out doing this shady shit. And so it's a lot different when you already are conditioned to know that this guy is probably fucking around on you versus the Candace and Chris thing. I don't think anybody, for the most part, really thinks that Chris did anything wrong. Maybe somebody got a weird vibe from him. Maybe he made a comment that was taken a certain way. But nobody is out here spreading a rumor that Chris, like, fucked the waitress at the MGM. It's, it's just not the same. And I think Candace is right that hopefully Ashley can come to realize that most people's relationships don't and shouldn't need to operate from that place of distrust. Ashley apologizes. she says that she didn't intend for Deborah's presence to be harmful so she's sorry if it was harmful. that's a that's like a six out of 10 apology. it's it's not perfect, but it could be worse. and I think she in that moment is genuine. But Candace says that after all the back and forth that she and Ashley have gone through, it's tough for her to feel like Ashley is really being sincere and to really move forward and trust her. And Ashley brings it back to a few years ago when Candace was really dismissive of her pregnancy loss and her miscarriage issues. And I think this is like a productive conversation for them to have. I think that these two have always had trouble getting on the same page, but then when they do, it can be really fun and really positive, but then it just, it doesn't quite last. And will it last this time? I don't know. Life is long, lots of ups and downs. I have my doubts, but I I feel like in this conversation, both of them were able to express things that they felt strongly about and both of them took those things pretty well you know Ashley apologized Candace acknowledged her you know harm in the comments she made to Ashley I think it's always going to be baby steps with these two but I'm glad it happened in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The other big thing we have to get into, Robin's wedding arrangement. So before they left on the trip to Mexico, we saw the boys getting measured for shoot, measured, measured for for suits. They're talking about their wedding plans. And she's like, well, it would have to be before basketball season. So July, which is a month away. But now we find out after some, uh, you know, pushing and prodding from Wendy that their plan is they're going to Jamaica for her brother-in-law's wedding. And while they're in Jamaica... They are going to get married the day after the wedding, but it's just going to be the four of them. No one else is going to be invited and no one else is going to be told. So their intention is not to steal any thunder from her brother-in-law's wedding. But the thing, <laughs> the thing about this is that the intention sometimes doesn't quite matter so much. Because if I was getting married, in, if I was flying everyone I know to Jamaica and having a probably lavish destination wedding, and I find out that my sister-in-law and my brother maybe, is it Juan's brother? I don't know, are tacking on an extra day to that trip so they can have a bootleg remarriage ceremony I would have feelings about it. Even if they didn't literally steal the thunder at the wedding or whatever, it's just weird. It I couldn't help but think about last season of Vanderpump Rules when Brock had this brilliant idea that he was going to propose to Sheena while they were on the trip for James and Raquel's engagement party. And it's like, It was the same kind of thing where it was like, oh, we're going to keep it secret. Only these few people should know. And we're not going to tell them until after. So it won't be an issue. And it's like, I understand the thought process behind that. But the way people get about weddings and wedding related events, it's like, don't do anything that could be interpreted as encroaching on somebody else's plans. It's just not a good idea. And I mean, of course getting married in Jamaica is nicer than getting married in like Baltimore or, you know, whatever, wherever they were going to go. But it's like, if you really don't want to have a wedding, then just do it at home. Go to the courthouse. Like if you're not even going to tell your parents just go to the courthouse. Don't do it in Jamaica the day after your brother's wedding. That's weird. It's weird. Everybody's obviously going to find out and when they find out they're going to feel weird about it. They're going to have feelings about it. They're going to be mad you didn't tell them. They're going to be mad you did it on the trip. It's just weird. I totally understand Robin not wanting to have a real wedding. But then just go to the courthouse. Just do it at a restaurant. Just do it at you know, go to the park. Yeah, it's like she's making it weirder than it has to be and obviously like the women have a lot of feelings about it whatever i don't i don't really like care so much about what karen and candace and all of them think about you not having a real wedding that's just noise but it's like why are you doing it in secret why are you doing it in jamaica after your brother's wedding that's weird I don't know. But anyway, this was so fun. <laughs> I hope everyone is having a great holiday, a great long weekend. We will be back later this week with much more exciting content. But in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. You can follow me at Dylan Hafer. And until next time. Be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sausmacat. Editing by Jorge morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
1: batches